The Island Portugal Business Network is comprised of more than 150 member companies based in Portugal and Ireland. These companies are from a wide range of industries and professions and represent in excess of 25,000 people. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Ireland Portugal Business Network podcast. I'm Mario Gago, board member of the IPBN and co-founder and CEO at Pinkroom, a studio specialized in developing mobile digital products. Today, we are recording in the south of Portugal, more precisely, the Hotel Magnolia in Quinta do Lago, an exclusive golf residential resort walled by award-winning golf courses featuring luxury real estate properties in the Algarve. This beautiful Portuguese region is becoming more and more an attractive business destination. People have always moved into the Algarve seeking an, an improvement to their quality of life, but it is now also a haven for entrepreneurs and digital nomads. Now, in this podcast episode, we are going to talk to Sharon Farrell. Sharon was born in Northern Ireland in a little village called Rostrever in County Down and moved full-time to Portugal in April 2019. Currently, she lives in Villa Moura, where she is partner at Blavins Franks and chairwoman of the IPBN's Algarve branch. Sharon is an experienced independent financial advisor with a 29-year history in the financial services industry. Strong entrepreneurial professional, skilled in retirement planning with specialist pension transfer experience, including defined benefit transfers, inheritance tax and legacy planning, investment advisory, high and ultra-high net worth individuals, and wealth protection. Welcome, Sharon, and thank you for being here today with us. Thank you, Mario. It's lovely to be here in such lovely surroundings in Quinta de Lago in the Magnolia Hotel. Um, I'm looking forward to having a chat. We have great, great weather today. Absolutely. Sun is always shining in the sunny Algarve. The perfect Algarve. <laughs> Uh, so, jumping right into the first question, I'm really curious, why did you move to Portugal and why did you choose the Algarve? Well, my family and I had been coming to the Algarve for family holidays for over 25 years, Mario. Indeed, we enjoyed the weather and lifestyle so much, we decided to buy a second home here in 2005. It was always our intention to retire and live out our later lives here, I suppose. And the key attraction of the Algarve for us as a family, aside from its temperate climate and warm sense of welcome that we received from the Portuguese people themselves, it always felt like a home from home, was that English was widely spoken, and so there was no immediate pressure to learn the language. There was a well-developed business and banking infrastructure with good support network of professional and other services and of course, the, available, the um, stability of house prices in the region. And we chose Villa Moura because of the safety aspect and because of the variety of sports and leisure facilities on offer in and around the resort and marina. That and the fact that at the time we bought, we were traveling with a young child. So we were looking for places to buy that were close to Faroe Airport. And it being only 20 minutes away, Filamura won the day. <laughs> Plus the fact is, is that it, it always felt safe. You know, um, I, I remember just not long after I had moved, a friend of mine and I went to the beach and um, we had a lovely picnic and a bit of a swim. 
and she had been trying to convince me maybe to to move to another part of the Algarve and she nearly had me convinced until I arrived back home and I had left my front door wide open (laughs) and I walked in and everything it was as I'd left it you know so I just turned to her and I said I'm not moving (laughs) I'm staying exactly where I am you know I think you feel um just so much better and life is literally more sunnier um in Portugal than in northern northern Europe definitely the basics in in life in Portugal are more accessible and attainable as well as being cheaper and Portugal's Algarve is as good, if not better, than California with the warm climate, excellent health care and leisure facilities, offering a better, more healthy lifestyle for all. So back in, in 2018-19, when I was preparing my business for sale and the opportunity to work as an advisor with Blevins Franks here in the Algarve come up. And it was a bit like the stars had a had aligned when I discovered that their offices were only 10, 15 minutes for where we had bought our property. <laughs> that plus the fact that I would still be able to carry on doing a job that I'm passionate about and absolutely love. And thus, although the timing of my relocation wasn't ideal from a family perspective, as my son was still in the midst of doing his O-levels, it was something that both my husband and I had always dreamed and planned to do. And thus, much to the surprise and I guess even shock of my family and friends, I decided to take the plunge, sell my, my own practice and make the initial move on my own. Now, I realised very quickly that whilst I had the support of my new work colleagues and a small network of friends who came and went seasonally, that I really needed to connect with others who lived here permanently. And joining the Irish Portuguese Business Network and other groups and societies helped me um, do this and it enabled me to find and build a community of support around me, I suppose. That's so interesting. Uh, You're not planning to to move sometime soon? No, no, I'm quite content here (laughs) in in Villamura. I don't see myself moving anywhere else. I see my home as being here now. Can you tell us a little bit more about your moving experience? Uh, What was the most difficult part of moving? Any tips for people that might be planning to move? To be honest, I had had been spending so much time before I moved organizing the sale of my business and ensuring that my clients of over 26 years would continue to receive a quality and professional financial advice service from the new purchasers that there was only really two weeks from selling my business to arriving to work in Portugal. Everything happened so quickly. And as soon as I arrived here, uh, I started work straight away. So I had little time to really think about logistics too much. And perhaps in hindsight, I should have given myself a little more time to plan the move and settle in before starting to work. I think the most difficult part of the move was being separated from my family initially. That, and as I mentioned before, many of the people I knew did not live here full time and thus building a network of friends was key to making me feel uh, more settled here. Actually, it was about seven months after I moved that I knew that I had truly arrived. I can remember it was a cold, dark November evening and I'd been working late and I left the office feeling tired cold and dare I say it a little bit miserable um, I remember jumping in the car and looking at the at the, the, the 
the fuel gauge and thinking, oh, I should have put diesel in this morning. Anyway, I got home and on my door, there was a note inviting me to Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, I was never in and changed so quick in all my life. And within an hour of leaving the office, I had not only been fed, but warmed and welcomed in, in that lady's home. And I can remember even pulling up to her house and I could see all the lights twinkling and the chatter of people and coming round the side of the house and smelling all the roast meats. I was like, yes, I have truly landed. <laughs> so it, it was a, a, like a feeling of belonging and it was a nice end to the day. I think my key tips for people looking to relocate is to remain open to new experiences, to people and places and take your time in finding where it is that you want to live, maybe rent for a while while you explore other areas of the Algarve and reach out and connect with like-minded individuals with similar interests. This will all help you make you feel a bit more settled. Also, um, patience with the processes and procedures. I'm an Irish redhead, so this is something that I had to learn to relax about (laughs) standing in queues. Um, Portugal, it's an attractive country for expats looking on a new, for a new lease of life. Whether you're an executive, a digital nomad, a family looking for a new home, a retiring couple or a globetrotter looking to establish roots, I certainly have no regrets um, about having made the move. Gotcha. So just like you said, networks like the IPBN are also very useful for those arriving into a new place, right? Um And you've been chair of the IPBN Salgarve branch. Uh, How does the network help companies and individuals uh, that want to establish themselves in the Algarve? Well, the network, the Irish Portuguese Business Network, it was launched in 2016 and now comprises more than 175 member companies based in both Portugal and Ireland. Now, these companies are from a cross-section of industries, education and professions and represent in excess of 25,000 people. Essentially, it is a community of people in business who want to explore opportunities, partnerships and collaborations with other business people in Portugal, Ireland and beyond. It is a fairly unique and independent organisation in that it is the only one recognised by both the Portuguese and Irish governments and state organisations, in that we provide cross-country facilitation for business and individuals to network and grow their business. Members can enjoy full access to IPBN's event calendar that includes focused networking events, seminars and webinars, lectures by top industry professionals, insights from government officials and conversations with political leaders. One of the biggest challenges, I think, of the network was continuing to function during the pandemic. However, we were able to pivot very nicely into the digital space and we created a series of online events and workshops which retained both the interest of members and actually enabled us to grow as a network. One of these events, the Algarve Living Series, was an informative series of webinars which examined and discussed the key issues and concerns that people who are thinking of relocating to the Algarve may have. And during the webinars, we explored issues such as what is it actually like to live here, work here or retire here in the Algarve? 
and the available healthcare service in Portugal, which is always a key concern for most people, particularly in retirement. The various health and lifestyle options available to residents and tourists alike. We explored everything from winemaking to wellness and all the available activities in between. We looked at property purchase, the process, the do's and the don'ts, the need to take qualified advice and have a good team behind you, the available education options or choices for those relocating with young families is always an important issue. And last, but certainly not least, an area close to my own heart, we discussed how best to restructure your financial planning and wealth management, how to take advantage of the various tax efficient opportunities available to new residents, and most importantly, as with property purchase section, how to avoid those costly mistakes. The IPBN also has a close ongoing working relationship with the University of Algarve, and in June last year, we signed the protocol with the university. The purpose of the protocol is to promote initiatives that deepen cooperation in areas of common interest. And like Portugal has established its place among the big players as a tech haven for digital nomads and startup tech companies. And I think in Albufeira on Thursday, the 22nd of September, between half nine and one, we will be having another seminar the focus of which will be on how the Algarve region is positioning itself to attract digital nomads, as well as full-time residents in the sector. Local leaders and IPBN members will discuss how technology is affecting business in the short and long term. And then the following day, we will uh, talk about working in Ireland and how the IPBN can support uh, your companies to get access to the Irish market. And we will have John O'Day, CEO of Tech Ireland, to talk in more details about the tech industry in Ireland. And that will take place at the University of the Algarve. You have been working in the financial industry for a while now, 29 years, right? Correct. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your experience and what you do for your clients? <clears throat> well, I suppose my passion for financial services began long before I went to university. My father also worked in financial services and he thought it was a good idea when I wanted to learn to drive that I drive him about to his clients. So because we lived in the country, um, I would arrive at the client's house and I would be sitting in the car while he went in and the, the, the clients would come out and go, you can't leave that wee girl in the car, bring her in. So there I was, cup of tea in hand, listening to all this chat about mortgages and investments and pensions and life assurance. I was hooked. That was it, that I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Anyway, I went to university and afterwards, straight afterwards, I spent the early part of my career with the two big home service companies of the day, Prudential and Pearl Assurance. And I have to say, I'm very grateful for the training, knowledge and experience gained during my time with them. However, I always had a passion to set up my own independent financial advice practice to deal with and deliver a highly personalized and holistic financial planning service to my own clients. So prior to relocating to Portugal, I spent 20 years doing just that, providing clients with a tailored, independent and holistic financial planning 
and advice service with specialisms in pensions, investments, taxation and trusts, long-term care and estate and legacy planning. In the earlier days of my practice, being a country girl, I dealt with a lot of farmers where legacy and other financial planning issues were always a key concern to help maintain and support a working farm down through the generations. I also had a keen interest in business and in the strategies and ingenuity, I suppose, that engaged entrepreneurs adapt to develop and grow their own businesses. And thus a majority of my clients were either business people or retiring from their business. And I supported them with tax efficient financial planning strategies to help them achieve their objectives. Now, as a partner with Blevins Franks, who deal mainly with UK, but also other expats, my role is to help establish a strategic tax and financial planning roadmap to clients relocating to Portugal from other countries, supporting clients by offering a quality, personalised estate and tax planning advice service, ensuring that they and their families receive a bespoke advice plan, providing really, I suppose, peace of mind. My aim as, as an advisor is to get my clients to a place where they can relax, chill out and enjoy all the benefits that a relocation to Portugal can offer, safe in the knowledge that their financial and estate planning affairs are in perfect order. I also have a very supportive and qualified team behind me who ensures that clients' plans are regularly reviewed to make certain that they remain relevant to changing circumstances such as bereavement, illness or family dynamics, a change in family dynamics. None of us know what's round the corner really. I often prepare investment cash flow forecasts for clients to ensure that their investments are cost effective and relevant to their long term income and growth requirements. And now, nearly 30 years later, I'm still passionate about and wholly enjoy what I do. I feel so truly privileged to be part of my clients' lives, ups and downs alike, and supporting them with all of their wealth, pension and business advice. Indeed, because of my large network of both personal and business connections in the Algarve and beyond, my service to clients often extends just beyond just their financial affairs with help being offered with anything from sourcing a qualified immigration specialist to finding a plumber, an aircon specialist, a kitchen fitter to give their kitchen a makeover, or maybe even just recommending a good restaurant. <laughs> so you never really know what you're going to be asked for. So you, you just mentioned the benefits of moving to Portugal, and that's one of the things that you help your clients <coughs> with. What are those, uh, especially regarding taxes planning and so on? Well, moving to Portugal is an exciting way to spend your retirement, but, you know, it can offer tax efficient advantages. If you're planning to move to Portugal with early financial planning, you can make it the most make the most of tax efficient opportunities and avoid potentially costly mistakes. You know, you are usually considered Portugal tax resident after 183 days in the country, but it can be earlier if you have a permanent Portuguese home potentially even the day after you even the day you arrive once resident in portugal your worldwide income and certain gains become liable for portuguese taxation so understand understanding how portugal taxation will affect you and take steps 
to prepare for it. The good news is that Portugal does offer generous tax breaks to new residents for the first 10 years here through its non-habitual residence or NHR regime or scheme. Under NHR, those employed in Portugal in a high-valued, high-value-added profession pay a flat rate 20% income tax rather than the usual rates of up to 48%. This regime can benefit retirees too, as foreign pension income is taxed at just 10%. Not only that, non-habitual residents can also receive most foreign income tax-free in Portugal. You could qualify for NHR if you've not been a Portuguese resident within the last five years. So aim to apply once you move. Don't assume, also don't assume what was tax efficient in the UK or elsewhere is, is tax efficient here in Portugal. UK ICES, for example, are taxable in Portugal, but Portugal can provide its own tax planning opportunities, even outside of NHR. Portugal can be a tax efficient home, including the potential to enjoy extremely favourable tax treatment on investments. Many expats benefit from holding capital in a structure similar to an offshore life assurance policy or bond that acts as an investment wrapper to a conventional portfolio. No tax is payable on the underlying investment income until a withdrawal is made. Even then, only a proportion of the profit is taxable in Portugal and the effective rate of tax drops over time. So the longer you hold it, the more tax efficient it becomes. Portugal also has a very benign inheritance tax regime. The Portuguese version is called stamp duty, is only charged on assets located in Portugal and the tax rate is just 10%. Furthermore, spouses and ascendants or descendants are exempt. And remember that if you remain UK domiciled, your estate also remains subject to 40% UK inheritance tax, subject to certain exemptions, of course. Good estate planning can help ensure your legacy goes to your chosen heirs without attracting more tax than is necessary. It's also worth exploring which is the best time to sell your UK assets, property and investments and or, or, and or business. Would you pay less capital gains tax if you sold them as a UK or a Portuguese resident? Talking to a cross-border financial advisor will prove invaluable here as they will be up to date on both countries' tax regime and the interaction between them. If you're thinking of buying a luxury property, bear in mind that Portugal currently imposes a wealth tax of sorts, or AIMI as it's known, on high-value local property, <clears throat> excuse me, regardless of where the owner is resident. However, you are only liable if your stake in Portuguese properties is over 600,000, and then only on the value above that. If, for example, you and your partner jointly own a Portuguese property, the property will only attract AIMI if it's valued at over 1.2 million. Rates are 0.7% for individuals, 0.4% for companies and 1% for properties over 1 million. Some companies are not eligible for the allowance though. If you plan to retire in Portugal, take some time to weigh up your pension options and establish which is best for you.
there is no one-size-fits-all solution. You need to consider your circumstances, objectives and other accessible wealth, as well as the tax implications in Portugal. Take care to protect your retirement savings. You've worked hard for them. It's also advisable to review your savings and investments, including the currency you hold them in. Your circumstances and goals change when you relocate. So take a fresh look at your financial planning to make sure everything is set up in the best way for your new life. Ensure your investment portfolio is structured around your situation, time horizon, needs, aims, risk profile, and that it has an adequate asset allocation and diversification to reduce risk. At the same time, it needs to be structured to provide enough growth to beat inflation. Unsurprisingly, cross-border tax and financial planning is complicated, so take personalised professional guidance for the best results and to ensure that you get the most out of living in Portugal. Uh, well, that's that's really a lot. Uh, thank you very much for for that detailed uh, description. So uh, for those listening to us, if someone would like to get more financial advice from you, how can they reach out to you? Well, they can contact our local office on 289-350-150 and ask to speak to me. They can visit our website on blevinsfranks.com, hit the contact us section and complete the inquiry form asking to speak to me. Um, alternatively, you can reach out and contact me via the IPBN network online as well. We are now coming to the end of this episode. It was really nice to be here today talking to you, Sharon, uh, and getting to know you and what you do a little bit better. So thank you very much. Uh, I hope you also enjoyed recording this episode. Mario, thank you so much for asking me to take part in your podcast series. It was indeed a pleasure to have the opportunity to talk and share a little bit more about what I do as a partner with Blevins Franks and also as chair of the IPBN. I'm always happy to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I will also thank Mark McSorley, uh, IPBN board member uh, and general manager for hotels and residences at Quinta do Lago uh, for his help over the years and for letting us use this wonderful space to record this episode. Finally, we want to thank our executive partners, A Green and Denser, the Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade of Ireland and the Irish Embassy in Lisbon, uh, and special thanks to all the network companies. Most importantly, thank you for listening to us and feel free to visit our website, www.ireland-portugal.com. There you'll find more episodes and other interesting uh, content regarding what we've discussed today and much more. Uh, if you have any questions, you can also send us an email to contact uh, at contact at ireland-portugal.com. And yeah, this is it. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This has been a production of the IPBN in partnership with Pinkroom. For more information, visit us online at island-portugal.com and on LinkedIn at Island Portugal Business Network. For more IPBN podcasts, find us on Spotify or visit our website for the full list of episodes.